You're listening to Be Still and Grow, a GCC Ladies podcast with Catherine, Heather, and Nicole, where we dive into deep theological topics and real life issues through the art of conversation. So take a seat at the table with us. Hello. Hello. Hi, hi. <laughs> I didn't expect y'all to say hello. <laughs> I like, whoa, hello. Um, We're back. Right, we are back. Uh, welcome to the uh, Be Still and Grow GCC Ladies podcast. If you're wondering what GCC stands for, it stands for Generally Conniving Citizens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to her. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, I'm just it does not. It actually stands for Gospel Community Church. Um, that's the church that we all attend. So I thought that was funny, but <laughs> I feel like I got some pity laughs on that one. But <laughs> I think I just wasn't expecting it. So I was like, yeah. "Wait, what is she saying right, right now?" It took me about two seconds to think of that today. I was like, "GCC ladies, what would that stand for?" Generally, conniving citizens. Like, oh, I'm gonna go with that. I'm not gonna think about it anymore. <laughs> Oh, bless it. That sounds like something from Lemony Snicket's series oh. of unfortunate events. Oh. That's why I was like, what oh. are you talking about? <laughs> um, so we are in November and we are gearing up for Thanksgiving. And I was thinking, you know, I feel like everybody has their staple food that, you know, it makes Thanksgiving, you know, when you like, I have to have this certain food for Thanksgiving. And so for you guys, is what is that certain food? I mean, I feel like there's many like that makes a great Thanksgiving meal. But was that one thing that you'd be kind of sad if you didn't have it that year? Dressing all day. Mm. Mm. Cornbread casserole. That, I could just eat that by itself. Yeah. And I would be like, happy Thanksgiving. Right. Now, does your husband make it? Or... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do love his cornbread, no. his regular old cornbread. Yes, he, he makes great cornbread. cornbread. Yes. Yes. He is not a fan of cornbread casserole, mm. so he's a hard pass. But his mom makes a good one. Mm. Um, my my cousin's wife in Florida, Christy, makes the best cornbread casserole you've ever had in your life. Mm. Is she coming here for Thanksgiving? And we can just pop no. over. No. <laughs> but I do have her recipe, and I will oh. be making it. Because George and I will be here for Thanksgiving. There you go. Good game. <laughs> So, do you make a dressing, Heather? Or uh, no? Oh, okay, okay. So, who, so who <laughs> no. would you define as a good dressing that you're like? So, thankfully, so every year we alternate whether we go to my side of the family for Thanksgiving, and then years in between, we stay here with his side of the family, and we are in luck because his mom's dressing is killer, mm. like wonderful. And I was so worried because nobody can make it like Grandma. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Nobody, yeah. no one can, except my mother-in-law. Oh, so <laughs> now, I mean, they taste really identical. Mm-hmm. So I am, I'm just happy every year, and it's <laughs> wonderful. Oh man. <laughs> I guess I should start learning. Yeah. How to do that to make sure I don't end up in a pickle, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> in like seventy years. <laughs> I know. I feel like there's a lot for me, but typically green bean casserole. I mm. love green bean casserole. I don't good. know why. Classic. I just love it, but I like a good one. I've had a lot of bad ones, but I like a good <laughs> Well, what makes a good one? Uh, it's got to be cooked right. And it's got to be the... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Deeper That's... questions, I guess. 
what? How do you Super descriptive. I want it to be good. It's got to be good. If it's not good, I don't want it. Throw it out. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's like, you know, because you put the, like, the the onions and stuff on the top. Like, it's got to be crispy. Because some right. people do it really mushy, mushy. And I like it to be a little bit of a crisp to it. Mm-hmm. And so. It's because you got to use fresh green beans. True. You can't true. use canned green beans. Oh, true. you can't? I mean, you it, can. You can't. <laughs> Confessions of a non-cook over here. <laughs> But I, I love green bean. I love I love ham. That's probably my biggest thing. Like we grew mm-hmm. up in our family as like we love the ham. We could care less about turkey, preach. Mainly because my family couldn't couldn't uh, cook a turkey well, and so it was always a conversation: is it too dry? Like that happened every <laughs> single year. That should be the indication right there. It's probably not gonna be great. But we. We didn't really care. We loved ham. I, my favorite thing is waking up and smelling the ham throughout the house. That mm-hmm. was always the greatest thing. And it's just like I would always sneak some right before and like where they couldn't see it. And so because it's so good. Mm-hmm. And then I love I love dressing too. That's a big big one of mine. And I love deviled eggs too. I love deviled eggs. <laughs> Not a deviled eggs fan over here. <gasps> I know. I know. I but my husband's happy because then he gets more. So it's oh, hey, that, that works out really great. <laughs> <laughs> I do love a good corn casserole. Mm. Is it maybe similar to well, is it corn, corn pudding that you make? Yes. Okay. I was about to corn pudding, that. cornbread casserole, whatever. Okay. Um, I'd make myself sick eat. I'd make myself <laughs> sick eating that stuff. So it's good. so good. So good. So good. It's really just cornbread mm. with more corn in it. <laughs> corny it's cornbread. Corn. It's corny cornbread. It's got the juice. <laughs> okay. Then yes, I have had cornbread casserole. I was thinking, ooh, mm. am I southern enough if I haven't had cornbread casserole? Mm. But I have. We just call it something different. So I guess that's okay. Yeah. I haven't called it cornbread casserole in a long time. Mm. And now I'm like, why didn't I say corn pudding? Corn pudding. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Not a southerner. <laughs> hey, I don't give a crap. It's good. <laughs> it is so good. Like I was transformed because I had it for the first time when she made it. And then mm. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> and so, and like I said, yeah, I will make myself sick eating yeah. that stuff. So it's so really, good. really good. So good. <laughs> so um, is there anything that you grew up in your family that it was like a staple for them to make, but you hated each year that they made it? Everyone goes buku's mm-hmm. over, we call it pink stuff. Uh, I don't really know what it is, <laughs> um, but I never really wanted to try anything called mm-hmm. pink stuff. And it comes out of the fridge. So it's like a cold congealed salad, oh, yeah. something oh, yeah, with I like, about, yeah. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it's really called. So everybody's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that's fine. But yes, there was one staple. <laughs> um, and everybody just raves about it every year. Who's making it? And mm. I'm like, I don't care if we have it at all. So. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like throughout the years, those things kind of fell off as like the next generation started cooking and providing mm. more. Mm. So growing up, my aunt would make chicken and dumplings like all kinds of non-thanksgiving foods just because they were like the quintessential family foods so those were always great ambrosia salad i don't know what it is or what is in it but it's disgusting (laughs) no need to know because you're never gonna make it i feel like it's one of those minnesota salads that aren't really salad things like pineapple and cool whip and other stuff and it's it's gross Mm. We all ever, you know, when they talk about like the cranberry sauce, we all ever like, was your family like staple of, we like it in a can or like y'all like fresh? Yes. Both? (laughs) (laughs) There was always Mm. jellied, Mm. sliced out the can and also cranberry sauce man would make. Yeah. I always thought, I'm not the biggest fan of cranberry sauce. Like I like it, but I don't, it's not, I 
don't need it. So I'm always like, oh, we only have a little bit. Oh, y'all can take it. No, no. But I always thought it was very satisfying cutting the can thing. I don't know why. I was just like, this is nice. The way that it comes, it's like, yeah. oh, plop, it's all done. <laughs> With the lines and everything. It's perfect. Okay. We would yeah. just plop it on the plate and we're like, there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> we did too. Well, I guess we would slice it. Yeah. So it kind of falls over. We just over, let everybody but... cut it themselves. Like whatever mm. kind of slice you want. <laughs> we just like put the plate with the can on it. Listen, cranberry sauce ties the whole meal together. Oh, yeah. Especially yeah. when you make your like day after <sighs> sandwich. You just like the cranberry sauce Ew. on the sandwich. Oh, what? girl. Mm. You have to Never like sweet and savory, like sweet and salty together. If you don't like sweet and salty, then you probably don't like it. Yeah. But. I think it's a shame that friends never released how Monica <laughs> made that sandwich. Yes. You know it? <laughs> With the moist it maker. Yeah. It's such a shame because that would be incredible. Because clearly it was amazing. <laughs> but I think about that every time I watch that episode. Like, Just tell us what is in there. Yeah. sandwich. <laughs> Start emailing them every day. I need <laughs> to know yeah, the sandwich recipe. <laughs> Um, yeah, but like I said, it is November. We're gearing up for Thanksgiving. Um, so there's a lot of cool things to talk about during Thanksgiving, but we're going to focus on what, Heather? Well, nothing other than gratitude itself. Um, I just love how my attitude anyway can be changed immediately just by realizing, okay, what do I have to be thankful for in this situation? Because there is always something to be thankful for. Um, one of the biggest um, eye-opening, I guess, exercises or activities that I did uh, with a group of girls that um, we used to just seek Jesus, study the word together, disciple um, each other when we lived in Dahlonega. And we took the time, our homework for a semester, we were in college, um, homework was the first semester was to write down five things every day that we're thankful for. And over time, it probably took a week that you're just able to stop here in your tracks and be like, what am I, what could I be thankful for instead? Um, just kind of changing your, the attitude of your heart to see that you, things are not doom and gloom. Think, you know, like, are you having a bad hair day? <laughs> okay. Well, Hey, you have hair. Well, let's just be <laughs> glad for that because how terrible would I look if I didn't? Um, you know, just, there's always something to be thankful for and it doesn't have to take your whole day. It doesn't have to ruin the moment. Um, it doesn't have to consume you if you just stop and realize how much you have to be thankful for. So if you are in a season, this, um, especially as the holidays are coming up of just being thankful, I would, encourage you to do that. Make a, a separate notebook where you have those things to be thankful for. There is a, um, a devotion book that we kind of stole that from. I want to say it's Jen Wilkins, maybe I could be totally wrong. Um, should have looked it up, but it's like a thousand gifts or a thousand blessings or something like that. Um, and it just really changed everything. And you know, by the end of the semester, we had like a thousand things to be thankful for. Cause sometimes it would be hard to stop at five for the day. You know, once you get onto it, it's just like, I am super thankful for coffee. Um, I try, try not to repeat yourself, you know, I'm thankful for coffee, thankful for sunshine, thankful for family, thankful for cars. How lost would we be without cars? <laughs> Y'all we need to think how thankful are we for electricity or just Google? Like it's so simple. Um, the life, the day and age that we live in, um, and all of the gifts that God does give us. He gives us these things because he loves us. And it's, you know, it's easy to think in life like, oh, the Lord, you know, thank you for these incredible things. Like, 
a house and a family and a job. Those are big things that we do need, but sometimes it's okay to just be thankful for salt. I'm glad that my meal tastes good tonight. Like, mm-hmm. you know, food doesn't have to taste good. It is nutrition for your body. That was such a sweet gift from the Lord. That food tastes good. Mm. Um, there are just so many different things that he sp- spent time and details on to make everything just so special for us. And um, I think it's important that we stop and realize all the gifts that he gives us. Um, and then it's a little bit harder to be... Um, I guess negative or depressed or down because you're not focusing so much on the negative because such a human bent that I have to focus on the negative. Well, this isn't right. So everything's wrong. No, y'all, everything's right. And this is wrong. And this is, you know, not how we would have designed it, but can the Lord gift us different things through trials and tribulations? Absolutely. Um, there's just so much to be thankful for and we can be very bogged down on a negative idea. Oh yeah. I think like I was just thinking it in a way that I haven't thought of it before in that how being thankful for something shouldn't be related to how big or important we think it is. Mm-hmm. Like being thankful that your food tastes good. Be thankful for your house. Yes, they're different in size, but are they different in importance? Like we talk about um, all kinds of blessings and like how, how big or how small shouldn't be related to the thankfulness that we feel for toward the Lord for it. And it's like in the reverse, we categorize sin and say, well, these sins are little, so they're not as bad, Mm -hmm. but these sins are big. So they're terrible, but like all sin is sin. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So all blessing regardless of what we deem is bigger or smaller like that gratefulness should be the same and i was just super convicted by that when Mm. you were talking Mm. Mm. yeah i think it's easy to um just take so much for granted and but i'll never forget um a friend in college the same little college group um she was like y'all i feel like i'm being a spoiled brat right now like we are the daughters of the king and we act like spoiled brats you know sometimes we're just like uh uh-uh. uh it should go my way you know oh my gosh i can hear my toddler saying that now you know like i want it my way you know don't we always i mean ugh. to think about us being like a spoiled little brat after all that god has given us and all that he didn't have to give us you know especially salvation um mm-hmm. he could have stopped there and and that would have been enough yeah more than enough <laughs> I know. It, I feel like when those hard seasons come up, and I feel like they get more highlighted during the holidays. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like, like, like you're saying, like I feel like that becomes our main focus because I mean we're humans, and you know we we deal with the flesh. And I feel like, um, you know, the sometimes the painful things in our lives can be louder than what's the good things that are going on, and more like <laughs> evident and stuff like that. So um, I feel like. It's hard at times mm-hmm. to be able to focus on the good things, you know, even though we know it's like, you know, you don't want to be cliche like, you know, you know, we serve a you know, a good God and he's good and he's faithful and all these different things. But it's like when those hard times come up, like how often do we actually believe that, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, yes, God, I know you're good, but this is a really hard situation right here. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm not, you know, I'm not seeing your hand yet. Like, what do I do? And, um, and I feel like, like I said, I feel like during the holidays, that gets really um, um, highlighted even more. And so, because that's just like, 
that becomes our focus, you know, mm-hmm. um, and not instead of just literally handing everything over to the Lord. And like you were saying, being grateful for what you have already, even just the smallest thing for salvation, like you're saying that like, that's more than enough, like everything that we even get to be blessed to have right now in our lives. Like that is a, that is massive. And we don't, you know, uh, we're not granted that whatsoever. And right. so, um, so we should be thankful for just the smallest things. I mean, the fact that he lifts the sun up each morning, that there's flowers during springtime, like the simplest things. There's so many things to be thankful for. Um, Cause even like when you were talking about that, I was like, man, how about like, what is a day that you can't, you can't think of something thankful. It's like, because all you want to focus on is all the garbage. And mm-hmm. so, but just training your mind to focus on the good things and, the, and focus on the thankful things is also a great mental thing, I feel like, because you start trying to, because in your mind, you're like, well, nothing big happened, like y'all were just saying. And so, like, you know, I didn't win a million dollars. Darn it. I'm not that, you know. <laughs> nothing to be thankful right? for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but when you start taking the moment and thinking throughout the day and realizing, even the small things that you're thankful for can really start changing your attitude because then you become, I feel like it, it will change your, your mindset. They become very grateful uh, and walking in a lot of gratitude, even just the small things in life. But like, you know, whether, you know, you, you go to the grocery store and they have something there. They're like, Oh, finally I have this. I've been waiting for this. And they finally have it there. And it's like, and you, and it brings such a, a joy to you. And it's like, mm-hmm. just, I don't know, just the small things like that. But I feel like the Lord gives us that, that joy um, in those that we can recognize those small things. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's very helpful for that. Yeah. I've had for the last hour or two had the song, I've got Jesus. So I've got joy in my oh, head. Yeah. You know, I'm just sitting over here singing that in my head as you're saying that I'm like, we have Jesus. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, like if, if anything else is wrong, you have Jesus, you know, yeah. at the end of the, you have something to be thankful for. Um, and, uh, I was just going back to the holidays, just being kind of hard. I was thinking about, um, the very real truth in grief over the holidays um, and training our, our brains and helping our hearts to be turned from grief to gratitude um, is not easy, but I feel like if you are struggling with the grief and loss and maybe this is your first holiday season without someone in your life um, that you've always had or, um, whatever your grief may be, maybe it's year 12 and it's just not any easier. You know, um, I just want to encourage you to stop and think about the good memories. Like, Oh, remember that time that blank and, um, just the laughs that you've had with that person and, and the good times that you were able to enjoy with them. Um, won't it put a smile on your face? You know, um, God didn't have to put that person in your life and he did. And you got that time with them for that time. And so, um, just encourage anyone grieving out there to just try to shift your heart and your mindset over to just think, you know, gratitude that you got to know that person and for the season that you did. Um, I just feel like focusing on like, Oh, I wish they were here. I wish they were here is definitely where our human hearts want to go and you want to be sad. And that's absolutely understandable. Um, but just thinking about trying to shift it to, I'm so glad I got the time that I did. I so I'm so glad that I got to know that person. Um, maybe could just help bring a little bit more joy through a hard time. I think that's really practical advice. (laughs) Um, grief in the holidays is, I can't even imagine. I remember one year in my life, like my grandmother had passed away shortly before the holiday season. 
And on Christmas morning, there were presents from grandma. Mm -hmm. And it was like so emotional, but also really beautiful because it's like just that memory. And then that establishment of a a positive memory Mm -hmm. was just like what I remember and hold on to more. And um, I think it's also important to remember that we can't really do that on our own. Mm-hmm. But to continually ask the Lord, Lord, help me mm-hmm. shift my mindset, help me renew my mind, because there is so much that um, I think we try to do with the best of intentions and can't do without mm-hmm. the spirit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, don't for forget sure. that part Yeah, to constantly pray that the Lord will help you because it might seem it might seem like a daunting task to try to do that on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that speaks volume for me, unfortunately. Um the holiday is always hard, but because my family made them terrible. But, <laughs> um, but you know, my dad passed away, and his favorite holiday was Thanksgiving. And so, I, it's hard not to think about him on Thanksgiving because mm-hmm. he just loved it so much. And so, um, and they're always hard. I feel like they've, you know, they've gotten better throughout the years and stuff like that. But, um, but I, you know, the same thing. I think you were saying, Heather, like. I've been told that many times. It's like, you know, the memories that, you know, it's sad because you want that person there, but switching your mindset to uh, remembering the sweet times, bringing joy back into that and stuff like, like, you know, just talk about, you know, yeah, he loved this and that, like make it a joyful thought more than a sad thought. And so, but I think what, how gracious the Lord is, is that as, as, as children of his, that he heals us through that. And so I, 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 I can't imagine anyone who doesn't follow the Lord and struggles with grief during the holidays because it's hard enough being a Christian and struggle with it at times. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But to to have the Lord heal you during those times, I think is a great thing. And I think I said it a couple podcasts ago, but like he has showed me and healed me my whole thoughts on family and stuff like that. And I feel like he's done that. Um, I think he's, my, my dad passed about six years ago now. Like each year has gotten better and each year has gotten sweeter. And so it was hard in the beginning but then, but having that that healing and that knowledge of switching those memories and switching those thoughts to a heart of gratitude, like you were saying, being grateful that I got to spend, uh, what was it twenty five, yeah, yeah, twenty five years, you know, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. twenty five Thanksgivings with them, and it was very precious. And so that's something that brings me great joy that I can look back on and stuff. And so, uh, but it just makes me very grateful for the Lord that He doesn't let. He doesn't keep us in that grief, that he loves us so much that he heals us through that process. It might take a long time. It might take a while and it might take multiple Thanksgivings, but how sweet it is that he does that. And so, um, it makes you, I mean, even more grateful for the Lord during the holidays. Yeah, for sure. So, um, honestly, what would y'all say to people in those moments that like saying, Hey, like you were just saying, if it's just their first year of grief that they just went through, or even if it's just not grief, that just the holidays are hard. They don't have family. Um, they're away from family, or it was just a hard year, and it's just like it's, everything is just accumulating. So, like, what kind of encouragement can we give them? Well, obviously, they, I think the obvious answer is to pray yeah. <laughs> and to ask the Lord for, to help through that, but um, not to isolate and to be honest with how you feel. And reach out to the community around you because we've talked about that a lot here, mm-hmm. but there is a community of people around you who love you and want to celebrate and support you. But if you don't communicate what you need or where you're at, then that help isn't always readily available. Mm-hmm. So be honest. And if you're hurting, reach out 
And as difficult as that can be, it is so beneficial Mm -hmm. in the long run because being down and being isolated does nothing but bring you down farther. Mm -hmm. I know that as soon as you said that, I was like, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. It's like, you know, I feel like during the holidays, isolation is way more rampant. And I mean, Mm -hmm. when it comes to depression, everything is always way worse during the holidays. And so, um, so I think, yeah, it's even more important. I mean, even before the holidays, you know, are coming, start praying. That's the crazy thing. I always tell people, any person will tell you who goes through grief, grief, it's a son of a gun. It is. It's it's crazy. Um, but it comes in different forms and fashions. And so, you you know, Thanksgiving day might affect people differently. So like, you know, all the emotions, everything comes out on that day. Some people not, some people it's like the week before leading up or the month before leading up. And it's like, and it just hits you out of nowhere. So like, you know, Nicole was just saying like, Start being proactive. Start being prepared for that. So when you know that holiday season is going to be hard and you know you're prone to isolation or you're prone to depression or any of those things, start praying and start getting, like, start being honest, like she was saying, immediately. Go to your church family. Go to your friends, anyone. Say, hey, this season is going to be hard for me. Reach out to me. Talk with me. Let's talk about God. Let's get in. Let's do a devotional during this time. Like, be proactive because in the long run, that's going to be a beautiful time of healing. And what God's going to do during that time is going to be such a blessing for your heart and your life. Um, and it just pre- prepares you for the years to come. And so, um, so I feel like that's helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like you have told me Catherine specific things about like, Hey, this is a tendency that I have. And this is what I do when I'm struggling with <laughs> said things. And so now I'm like, mm, now I know oh. that we're just going to press in or now I know we're going to invite her over. We're going to, you know, do these things. Um, and so I've appreciated that honesty from you for, as a friend to know how I can help you in different scenarios and situations. Um, I do also, I just feel like it's absolutely okay to sit and be sad sometimes. And, um, I think if you want, if you need to grieve and you know, like, Hey, I just really miss my dad. Hey, I just really miss my mom, whatever, whomever it may be this year. Um, it is okay to feel the feels. Um, and then, then shift to gratitude, like, you know, shift it back to the Lord, but he is our strength. Our mercy, his mercy is new every morning. Um, keep running to the word and running to his, his promises, um, that he doesn't leave us or forsake us. His, um, strength is seen most in our weaknesses, right? Um, so if we're honest with each other and being honest in prayer, um, trying to hide your feelings from the Lord is, just a silly task. (laughs) Stop it. Um, just being honest with him of Lord, I'm really sad. And I'm, I still don't know why you took this person from me early. I feel like it was too early. I I think it's okay to be honest with him about those things and, um, let him heal your heart during those times. Um, he, he knows deep down. And sometimes I think he wants to hear you say it. You know how it is, you know, you know what happened, from your children or your spouse or your sister or brother, whomever, you know what they need to say. And you're just like, just say it. You know, um, I think God also does that. Like, I want to hear you say it, that, you know, you trust me with this. And, um, I think it's super important just to be real open and honest with him, um, to uh, open your own heart, to be open to healing, um, in super difficult times. So, 
I think that the Lord has given us such a beautiful example of that in action in the Psalms. Because mm. like, go back and read any of the Psalms that David wrote when he was running and fleeing, hiding and being attacked and this and that. It's always this like heart of desperation. Lord, I'm hurting. Everything's awful. I'm dying. Where are you? You've forsaken me. No, you haven't. You're good. You're yeah. faithful. And like his heart completely changes into gratitude Mm -hmm. into thanksgiving into love and then ultimately the ends of those psalms always end in praise and it's like that up and down a roller coaster of emotion should not run and dictate our life Mm -hmm. but but by being able to go to the lord with those feelings he will work out a grateful heart in us Mm -hmm. and like you know coming from the church history we've come through there's a lot that I need to unlearn and relearn about all of the the Psalms and things like that. So hopefully what I say isn't awful. I'll, I'll exp- I will appreciate rebuke if necessary. But like the whole thing about David, David having a heart after God, mm-hmm. like he communicated with the Lord and let his heart be turned by the spirit. And I think that's a place where that's something that the Lord has been convicting me on for weeks now is to look at my life not in the not just in the what I, what is happening now but in the scope of what's to come mm-hmm. like am i living my life for my job for my house <clears throat> for this day-to-day world that we live in or am i living my life as if jesus is coming back mm-hmm. and i think it's the goal of all christians <laughs> to live like jesus is coming back yeah and ultimately that alone will birth that grateful heart in you. Because if your loved ones knew who Jesus was, when Jesus comes back, hey, guess what? We're all together. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's just something this time of year specifically, but every day in our lives that we should really be forward thinking about is in these moments of frustration, sadness, grief, whatever is happening and going on, how does this pale in comparison to Jesus? Mm-hmm. And I think that perspective shift has helped a lot for me in the last season of my life to to not get bogged down mm-hmm. by the trial or the worry or anxiety or the situation even and just to find my hope in Christ mm-hmm. because ultimately that's where all my hope is. <laughs> yeah. Important reminder there not to let <laughs> the holidays even choke out your joy in Christ mm-hmm. and worrying about what am I going to buy this person? What am I going to get this person? Or like... What is she going to wear? Oh, is her casserole going to taste better than mine this year? <laughs> Everything's so expensive. What money do I have? Right, right. Like, yeah. None of that matters. How much more important is this? Is it for us to just encourage each other in Christ mm-hmm. over the material gifts and mm-hmm. um, the food and the all the worries that, that America, if you will, <laughs> <Yeah>. society, <laughs> the world, um, would so much rather you focus on than Christ. And let's just... Not let that happen this year, mm-hmm. oh, please. Yeah. It's like the so super overused cliche, but the ultimate truth is Jesus is the reason for yeah. the season. And it's like, we say that. It's like a very Christian colloquialism now, but like, do we really believe that? Right. Is he really the center of our gratefulness? Is he really the center of any plans we have for the holidays? <sighs> mm. I'm hurting my own heart, y'all. Just oh, yeah. saying. 
I know. I was like, I'm, in my mind, I'm about to say a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, I'm preaching to myself as I'm saying this to you guys, <laughs> or just FYI. Uh, but my, my encouragement, too, is just to, you know, let people show Christ's love to you this season. You know, mm-hmm. like you were saying, like being honest, being open with people. Uh, don't take that joy away from people who have a heart to serve and love on people. Like, a, number one, reach out and also let people, because there's a lot of people that love loving on people during the holidays. Let them do that because mm-hmm. the healing that comes out of that is so monumental and so huge. Um, and I mean, I struggle with that. I'm like, no, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, um, but you know, no. <laughs> um, but like I said, but God knows, like I was saying, God knows our hearts. God knows what we're struggling with. And he puts people in our lives on purpose that when we can't pick ourselves up, he puts them in place for those moments. And so, and then the, during the holidays, it's such a beautiful time to show that love, showing Christ's love to people who are, who are grieving, who are, who had a hard year. Maybe they lost their job this year, all these different things. Like just let people, let people show Christ's love to you. And because, mm-hmm. because mainly not it's great, good for them, but also Christ is showing you that mm-hmm. he loves you that much that he's doing these things. He's healing you. He's showing you that love. And, um, I think that's just, it's encouraging and it's, and it's, it's a beautiful thing for him to do. And so, um, yeah. Yeah. I think he laid that on whomever's heart that it is. Yeah. It's reaching out for you. So for you to shut them down and be like, uh, I don't feel like talking right now. I'm not going to text them back. It, that's Christ reaching mm-hmm. out to you mm-hmm. through his, his servants, his people. And so don't shut Christ down, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. through these, these holidays. Um, just be thankful that someone reached out, you know? Oh yeah. Um, going back to what you talked about in the beginning, Heather, I was just like, you know, writing down the, you know, at the end of the year, you have a thousand gratitude. So as we're closing the chapter on this year, what, what would be the one thing that sticks out to y'all that you're the most thankful for this year? Hmm. I can go first <laughs> if you want me to. <laughs> I would say for me, I feel like it's been for the past couple of years, but I would easily say friendship. I feel like it's, I think God has, has used friendships in my life these past few years to heal and grow and strengthen me in so many ways. And so, um, more so than my, my, you know, blood family, all those things. I feel like I, I the past couple of years, I would easily say friendship. Hmm. I am, I feel like this year has been a whole season of getting, you know, when you're walking through something that's hard or frustrating or even wonderful, um, you're like, at some point, I'm going to be able to look back and see God's hand in all this. Mm. Um, I feel like this whole year has been like, all right, Lord, what do you do? Oh, that's what <laughs> you're doing. Gotcha. I like this. Okay. Mm. Um, you know, we've, we've walked through various just stressors and really worldly stuff. And looking back on it and trying to look back on things with a heart of gratitude is like, Oh, work was hard. Do you know how many people are looking for jobs this year? Girl, you got a job. Be happy. Um, And it's just been hard, you know, to, um, I recently had to let go of a job that I've loved for five years and I've grown a lot there. It's been extremely hard. Um, It's grown me a ton. It's stressed me out beyond belief. And I've been super happy there. I've laughed a ton there. So it's just been a season of, all right, Lord, I feel like you're leading me to something else. 
but what is that? But maybe I shouldn't walk away. What do I do? What do I? It's just been very, very hard. Um, and he kept saying, just quit. You're fine. Just quit. You're fine. I'm like, I don't know. Um, and then, so I obeyed and I quit and he was like, and here you go. This is the new door I'm opening. I'm like, what? I mean, just things that I never would have even known to, mm-hmm. that was going to come my way. And it's just like such a sweet, sweet gift from him that he just provides. He, he showed, he walked me to a place where I had to choose to be obedient in a very big decision for our family. And I obeyed and he provided. And it was just, it's just been a really, really sweet thing to watch. Um, super thankful for all the opportunities and the relationships that I have from my previous job that I still have, um, that everything just was able to go well there. And now I'm home with my girls more and able to serve lots of friends and helping them sell their houses and um, purchase new ones. And it's just a sweet thing to get to watch. And I'm just, I have literally cried tears of joy. Who else gets to do this? Like, I'm like humbled that he loves me enough to provide, like, let me, I get to live this life. This is what I get to do. And I'm just so, so thankful um, just for where he's brought us in the last month or two. And it's just, I, I'm just, I can rest. I, it's really made me able to rest. Um, there have been some other challenges going on that I've, I've just kept my anxiety like super high. And I'm like, it's going to be, it's literally just going to be fine. Like he has got us. He really does. He, he tells us many times he will never leave or forsake us. Um, and he won't. I don't know. It's just been such an eye-opening year for me to be able to see the Lord super plainly and I'm just, re- I'm just really thankful. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a, such a difficult question because like ultimately there are infinite things to be grateful for. So to pick one is like, what? But I am incredibly grateful for good, solid teaching and salvation. <laughs> And, um, you know, this year has been ups and downs and highs and lows and moving and chaos and all of everything. And just seeing how the Lord brought us through that and how he provided and loved me through my emotions (laughs) and all of my stubbornness and has just over and abundantly provided for us. Like even when, you know, because with mar- like the market prices and home prices being so high, like we sold our house really high, but we bought a house really high. And <laughs> it's really scary when your mortgage goes up and this and that, but faithfully God has just provided and having my parents be able to come and live with us has been so sweet and a challenge at the same time. Cause you know, being an adult living with your parents, it's like, <laughs> okay. But, um, I'm just really grateful like I find myself in that same like tearing up in moments like this past week I got to build the chicken coop with my dad and it's just that I will remember that and I will cherish those memories for years and years to come Mm -hmm. yeah and um I'm grateful that the Lord has given me that now Mm -hmm. yeah I also think too thinking about I know I'm part of this podcast but the Lord is just I've known that all three of us have talked about how much 
we're going to grow from doing this podcast and just getting to stop and think on things like gratitude and God's sovereignty and waiting on big things to happen. And I'm very thankful. So ladies, thank you for being obedient when the Lord laid it on your heart and just including me in all of this. I've been so humbled just that I get to be a part of it. I'm like, yeah. wait, me? What? <laughs> no. Um, and the ladies retreat this year was just so wonderful. And um, there's God's just doing such big things in and around our church that um, I'm just thankful that he has guided me to say yes to a lot of things that I would normally be like, that doesn't <laughs> sound like something that's going to be easy. So we're just going to not. Um, so just super thankful for all those things. I'm thankful for y'all too. And I, I didn't want to just also say friendship is awesome, <laughs> but I do feel the same. I'm super grateful for the connections and relationships that God has established in my life in the last mm-hmm. year and yeah. two years. But yeah, yeah. he's good. Yeah. Y'all are all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The truth comes out. <laughs> no, I, yeah. Y'all's friendship means a whole way more to me than y'all ever know. And so uh, to be able to, do a podcast with some of your closest friends. It is one of the coolest joys and the, one of the greatest honors that I will, one of the first things I ever get to heaven, but like, Lord, thank you for that because it was wonderful. And so uh, not many people can get to have that opportunity. So we are, I feel very blessed to be able to get to, to do this. So um, I wanted to end out on, um, well, before I end out on this verse, uh, if anyone, if, if you say, you're thinking, you're listening to this and you're like, I don't have anyone to reach out to, uh, please email us. Yeah. We would love to talk to you and help you through this hard season. And the email address is be still and grow podcast at gmail.com. Okay. I always feel like I'm going to mess it up. So let me just say it today. <laughs> Keep it to the experts there. Um, but in first Thessalonians five, um, 16 through 18, it says rejoice, always pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will uh, for you in Christ Jesus. So whatever, if it's the holidays are a sweet season and you're just already full, ready to go with gratitude, or it's just a really trying and hard season, give thanks no matter what, you know, pray to the Lord, give it all over to him, um, and let, and just watch him, uh, restore your season back and, and, and heal you in the midst of the season. So, um, yeah. So thank y'all for listening. We appreciate it as always. We love you. Um, and Heather, can you please pray us out? Sure thing. Father, we just love you so much. Um, a million things to be thankful for. Um, really, if we sat down and listed out everything, we could spend the rest of our lives being thankful um, for all that you've done. You give us gift after gift after gift. Um, and Father, I confess just being a spoiled brat sometimes and taking so much of it for granted that I didn't deserve Um but you gave to me anyway, just because you love me. Um, I pray that you would continue to open our eyes to see the many ways around us that you love us. Um, from the way that traffic falls on our way home, um, to the sun rising tomorrow morning, um, to the friend that reaches out, you are constantly around us, protecting us, healing us, providing for us, just loving us, showing us that in so many different ways. Um, so Father, I pray specifically for those um, in this holiday season that are grieving and are going through many trials. Uh, Father, would you um, just so fill them with your presence uh, that they can't help but to be thankful 
I can't help but to see you. Uh, pray that you would surround them with community. You would surround them um, with your church body. Um, just fill them with your spirit, Lord, um, that they can rest and find comfort in very hard times. And we thank you, Lord, you have gone through um, all of these things. You have ex- you came down to earth to experience life as we've experienced it. Um, so these are not strange things or feelings to you. Um, I just pray that you would, um, Father, just provide us, provide for us, help us to um, just be able to lean on you. Um, we thank you so much um, for all that you're doing in and around us. Um, Father, we just love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thanks for listening. Please email us at be still and grow podcast at gmail.com with your questions, comments, ideas, and prayer requests. For more content from Gospel Community Church, check out the Training Day podcast hosted by David Sandridge. This is Catherine, Heather, and Nicole. Join us next time. We'll save you a seat. Till then, be, be still, still and grow. grow.